Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 9 of It All Boils Down to This. Like you said, I'm Jim Boyle, and I got my, my co-host, Jack Boyle. We've got a lot to talk about, Jack. It's been a very interesting week. I do know that we got our Kevin Collin. we got a sponsor for that. we got our J. Trev uh, blog post on best and worst in the NFL this week. But let's start with uh, Major League Baseball, because that's really fresh in the minds. Um, I know you had some hot takes on that. Uh, I had Texas over Houston. I'm looking good on that. Philly's uh, really hitting the hell out of the ball. What, what, what's your take? Yeah, no, a tough place for the Astros to be down 2-0, but like they said, if you've seen the record on, on TV, they're better on the road, so it's not over till it's over. We'll see what happens in, in Game 3 and Game 4 and obviously Game 5. It, they still do it. It's 1-2. It's no, I know, but yes. they still 1-2 and then 3-4-5 are on the road, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then about the Phillies, uh, it it's starting to feel like it just might be their year. Like, they seem unstoppable right now. I mean, they got the two pitchers going like crazy. Even Suarez, right? Their third pitcher's going like crazy. And, I mean, they just hit home runs, like, every at-bat. Every, every time I put the game on, someone's hitting a home run or someone had just hit a home run. So I, I, I'm i going to say right now, this is the first time I've been with the Astros since March. Phillies are going to win the World Series. Uh, my take on the Phillies is last year against um, the Astros in the World Series, they came out um, guns a-blazing. Astros pitching did eventually shut them down. They got no hit. Yeah, I know. And then the second thing is in 2021, the Red Sox came out guns blazing against Astros, and the Astros shut them down. I'm still sticking with Texas. They were my pick originally. Um, I, I'd stick with them if I were you. I got to stick. Yeah, you have to. And I think I think we sh- we'll see. Tomorrow night's big because if Scherzer comes out red hot and can throw five innings, that really benefits them because Montgomery and the Evaldi are just pitching lights out. And, uh, my question to you before we talk Bryce Harper is, why can't we get pitchers like yeah, Nate Evaldi? I, I don't know. He was on our team. But, yeah, te- uh, you know what? I I probably shouldn't abandon Houston because you just said Scherzer's pitching Game Three. He's gonna get rocked. I I have a feeling he. I just remember we were driving home from Pennsylvania this year, listening to Max Scherzer before he was even hurt, and he gave he kept giving up bombs to Tristan Cassius and just. Uh, so I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sold on him coming back and pitching in this series. So I, I do think it'll get to two one. The Astros do have a chance, but like I said, I mean, like we're talking about with we're gonna go into Bryce Harper, and it's just is it his time? Oh, is it his time? You gave me crap last week about picking him in the 2023 yeah, All Star team. It is that wasn't a best player like there. It, uh, yeah, obviously it was uh, based off it, the season he had. Him and Jordan are really hitting the ton out of the ball right yeah, now. But so he's is leading. Castellanos. Yeah, yeah, he's a, so. I know you said you had a hot take. I got a hot take. I bet your mind's the same as yours. I know. First of all, I love Bryce Harper. Uh, he's a great baseball player. I think he's the most underrated superstar in the game. He gets paid a little, little less money than almost everybody else. You go with your hot take, it's probably going to be the same as mine, no, but I'd be interested to hear it, what your It's your not take. really a, a take or a hot take. It's it's one thing. So the underrated thing, well, let's go about that. He's not underrated anymore. He has been for the past five, six, seven years one of the more underrated players. He is the past two postseasons, especially the one right now, he's getting a shine from everybody. I think uh, Stephen A. Smith, he never talks baseball. They're talking about on first take. They're talking about Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper. Yep, yep. And he is a good face for the game of baseball. He's more of a face for the game of baseball right now than Buki is doing his podcast or whatever. Bryce Harper, perfect player. My thing with Bryce Harper, so Bryce Harper is one of these guys. He We haven't had a prospect like him since he came in the league, right? Right. So the reason I think he was so underrated for so long yep. is because he came in with all that expectation. Correct. And what happened, and it was unfortunate for him, he's going to be the best player of the generation. At the exact same time, this other guy came in the league, I, and yeah, he hey. was the player of the generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my kind of take. took yep, away from I what Harper was doing and how yep. good of a player Harper right. Just because this guy who wasn't as hyped up as him came in at the exact same time and was always just better than Harper. So I think that kind of took away from how good Harper really is just yeah. because Mike Trout's the best player of the generation. It's not Harper. It would be like, say, LeBron wasn't as good as he was, but like in 2004, Dwight Howard came in and was just better than, than LeBron. Or in 2003, Carmelo was better than LeBron. Even yeah. though LeBron was good, it would have felt like he would he would have been underrated because like yeah. oh yeah. he was this this generational talent that got overtaken by this other guy. I'm not going to disagree with that at all. My hot take is, and this is really where you know who's you know Trout had a great first eight years, <clears throat> and he's been on my fantasy team forever. But really, who is going to end up being the better player? I mean, is Bryce Harper? Now Bryce Harper gets the opportunity to do it in the postseason, like Derek Jeter did, uh, as opposed to a Rod and Omar. 
But who in, in the end does Bryce Harper end up being better than Mike Trout? And that's the question that I think will be explored over the course of the years. And like I said, I love Trout and I love Harper. I think Harper just brings a completely different attitude and, 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 and into the mix. He, he is just kind of like, how can you not love this guy on your team? So I'm going to almost go with Mike Trout's numbers are superior right now to, to Bryce Harper's because he had those great first eight years. <clears throat> but over the next four or five years, I'd take Harper over Trout every day of the week. Well, yeah, it's going to be yeah, obviously going forward. If you were to give me the rest of their careers, obviously I'm taking Harper. But if we're picking at the start, they're both 20 years old and or 19 years old, and you're you're going, you're starting a franchise with one of these. Even after it's all said and done, it's going to be hard to not say Trout just because of how good the six, seven, eight years Trout did have. And again, Harper's numbers at the end might look better at the end of the day. But again, Mike Trout is. At the end of the day, he's the best player of, of his generation. So the question, and we'll finish baseball here. <clears throat> the question is, if Trout never, if Trout never does anything else, and he might over the next couple, he never played in the postseason, so he's he's sort of like he's like the Ted Williams of the generation. Ted Williams played in the, in the world in the World Series once, never in the postseason. DiMaggio was always in the postseason. Mickey Mantle always in the postseason. Ted Williams was the best player of his generation offensively. Does Trout end up being sort of like that where? Some other guys, especially the flashier uh, Harper and, and like Betts. Betts, does he end up like that? Even though he stinks in the postseason most of the time. But uh, who, 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 he ends up like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, who, Ted Williams. That's, oh, I would hate to end up having a career like Ted Williams. If with, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's exactly. He can end up like that. I don't know if he's going to have a career the, like the Ted thing did, base, but, yeah. Unlike any other sport, baseball, you're not held to that standard in championships. Nobody cares. It, unless you're like, it, it, maybe for a pitcher, it's like, how'd you pitch in the postseason? Like, Kershaw's going to get held to that, how he pitched in the postseason. But like, if you're Mike Trout, you know, that doesn't, not winning the World Series doesn't get held against you. Even if Harper never ends up winning one, they don't win this postseason, it's not going to get held against them. You know? Yeah, but I think, though, in some cases, Yankee fans always say the postseason counts because they won so many. But you're right. An individual baseball player isn't going to drive a team to a championship or even the playoffs. And we've seen that with Trout and Otani. They had two best players in ba- two of the best 10 players in baseball, and they didn't make the championship. Whereas in basketball, we're going to do this later on the show, the top 10 guys. Those guys can drive but you, you to the championship. You have so much of an, more of an impact on the game in, in the basketball Correct. sport. We'll, we'll go over that We'll later. get to there. So that's baseball. You like the Phillies and who? You stuck with the Astros? Yeah, I'll, I'll stick. I, like I said, stick you know Astros? what? If I stick with the Astros, though, and they get through the series, I have to stick with the Astros. So disregard me saying the Phillies. Are, that's me. That's a cop-out by me. I'll ride with the Astros. Let's ride. Okay, and I'm riding with the Rangers, and I have nobody in the National League left anyway, so... Well, I yeah, think same. the Phillies, I think somewhere, like, somebody's going to come, Earl Kelly or some crazy is going to shut them down. And once you start shutting them down, you know, you got to, I, I think the Phillies, their approach is, let's just go out and rack out, whack at the ball. They're, they're just really approaching, swinging at first pitches, knowing they're going to first pitch fastball, first pitch strike. Yeah. You know, so they've been very successful, but Houston shut them down last year. And I don't, I don't foresee them continuing this. Castellanos is not going to hit two home runs a game or three home runs a game for the next three games in a series. I get that, but like Schwarber and, and Harper, uh, Schwarber obviously jumped on the first pitch last night because, you know, just uh, whatever. But Schwarber and Harper, they'll grind it up at. They get guys on that team will grind it up at. It's, uh, not, it's, not, it's not like the other Braves. You see them when the Braves right. played the Phillies, they were swinging at everything. It felt like no one was grinding out at bats. But we talk, again, talk about the lineup. <clears throat> I mean, once you get, they get uh, Alex Bohm? Are oh, you got to be kidding me? And even Ramutu's not, it's, it's just weird. They're just, First of all, they're good players. They're good players, but you're not going to have nine all stars on you. Alex Baum is not. Alex Baum is not. He's good, but give me a break. Who's the nine hitter? Who's the nine hitter on Houston? Maldonado. Maldonado. There's terrible players in the game. What's the nine hitter? Is the other? We gotta stop talking about baseball. Kevin's gonna get mad at us. Let's get on to. We so, got we gotta get on to Kevin's phone call. So so this week we're gonna go on. He's he's really gone gone full heel on the college football. He's our college football guy. This phone call we're gonna have sponsored by Leone's Pizza, Leone's Pizza in Somerville, Mass. Get your good Sicilian slice for a real good price. Here's, oh my uh, God, Leone's Pizza is a new sponsor hey, of Kevin's calling. Right? I think, I think the uh, the good. O'Donnells or or whatever his mother's maiden name. They've been going there for for more than Remember? more than a generation. So here here's so Lisa the start of Kevin's O'Donnell's call. been going there. All right, I let's... could be wrong. It could be Tom. We don't know. Let's go. No, Tom's from Braintree. Forget it. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is Lisa. Okay. Right, here yeah, we go. Here we go. This week, um, gonna stick to just college football because Jimbo seemed a little upset that I was going beyond my. My range, talking about other stuff. Um, so just going to keep it to college football this week. I apologize, Jimbo. Um, Want to just note, I bet minus 29.5 Colorado live during the game when it was 22 nothing. They choked. Uh, they gave up three touchdowns in two seconds in the second half. Their corners forgot how to play football. One of the crazier chokes ever. So first thing, that Colorado... 
You don't remember that Colorado game. So that that Colorado game, that's one of the more stunning losses ever. And I I guess I know I'm going to get accused. I always want to talk about Dion. I always I always want to talk about Tom Brady. I always talk about Liverpool. I always talk about the things I hate. But that's part of the sports. I like hating. Dion's growing on me. That's my hot take. Dion is growing on so you. I, think I gotta hear this. So Why is Dion growing on you? I think he's handled this um, uh, kind of losing a little bit well. He had a good speech. Now, obviously, he's you. You blow a twenty-nine nothing lead. You're not the coaches, and you know, totally has no responsibility for that. The coaches probably majorly responsible for that. Probably takes more than fifty percent of the blame. But he really, you know, has upset his players, and it, he told his players in, in the locker room, you know, all that love you were getting, it's going to be hate now. And guess what? You guys deserve it. I don't want to see you on social media going back at people, blah blah blah. But like all that love, wow, it, it's over. And 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 we had to start focusing and get get back to earth. And, and then he ended it. He's like, we're practicing tomorrow, guys. Yeah. And I don't because I don't. They probably don't normally practice the day after the game. But I don't know. I think he's handled it well. It's his kid. It's, it's the quarterback there that really just rubs me the wrong way. And somehow someone posted something off his account trying to sell something right. at halftime. It just I just hope because at the start of the year it was so crazy offsets performing in the locker room and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and everyone's at their games. Just come back to earth and and let's see if they can do something next year. So the 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 easy takeaway for me here is that um, Kevin bet them minus twenty nine and a half yeah. at halftime, and yeah. he ended up losing the bet. It, no, yeah, he oh, obviously he lost the bet. He lost the bet by thirty five and a half points. <laughs> thirty five and a half points. He lost. Hey, the bet remind by. me not to go to. I know he had a pretty good rest of the day, rest of the night, the, the Saturday, because he'll probably brag about that. But Kevin, come on, that was a bad one. Well, it's All just right. it's a good don't lie bet. Just don't right, lie. That's bet. true. All okay, right, here's here's on. more Kevin. Yeah, other stuff going on uh, in college football, Washington, Oregon. Uh, Penix in the driver's seat for the Heisman now. Um, don't be surprised if Oregon beats them in the Pac-12 championship game after running the table um, and gets into the playoff, though. I really like Oregon. Um, and I also think that USC is going to lose Pac-12 games, and that that is what will allow uh, Oregon to get back in. Um, so USC, they stink. Uh not surprised by their loss against Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame also didn't have any pressure on them, uh, which helped because um, Notre Dame always chokes when the when it counts. <laughs> so that is true. Notre Dame always, whenever it's a big game at Notre Dame, if if Notre Dame was undefeated, they would have found a way to lo- uh, to lose that game to USC. I, I don't know. USC, the, I, yeah, no, I, they, you're right. Yeah, yeah, no, USC was not good. I mean, yeah. that quarterback. First time I've really watched him, and a good defense stopped him. It's simple. Got top by good defense. So here's the thing about so USC's coming into um, coming into the Big Ten. It, are they going to be able to win Big Ten? Because like Notre Dame's almost kind of they, they're like a Big Ten team this year. Are they going to that offense when they're flying around? Runner, are they going to really be able to like come into Michigan, to Michigan, and Ohio State, and Penn State, and win win games there? Yeah, I think that was. I don't, just, I don't know. That was maybe an anomaly. I don't. I think you just recruit a little different. Uh, I think they'll. I think that bringing UCLA, Oregon, Washington. And uh, our good friends from UCLA, and yeah, I, you'll start to recruit a little bit differently. But you know, every team goes through ups and downs, and, and I'm not a big fan of their coach anyway. Lincoln Riley is crazy, it, and everybody ho- overhype. You talk about overhyping a quarterback. That quarterback got overhyped. Uh, who did? But Notre Dame anytime did, you, you put pressure on a quarterback, during right? Struggles. Notre Dame did a great job. So I wouldn't I say the quarterback's complain. super overhyped. Uh, and then he, you, you he shook the your most head. Overhyped quarterback in the world. He was the Heisman. He's going to win it again. No, he's not. You shook your head you, when he said um, the Penix guy for Washington is now the Heisman frontrunner. Who, who's your Heisman frontrunner then? Why would it not be him? Hey, you don't know because he is. What we're do you, six weeks in the season. But there has to be a frontrunner. There's a frontrunner. What's the point of talking the about The frontrunner is probably still a kid from UC. Not even close. He just threw three interceptions and lost. Yeah, we'll see. Penix is undefeated. And I do like Kevin saying Oregon. I do think Oregon's very much still in this. You know, because USC is obviously going to lose and just run the table, and they can beat Washington. We, I will fess, I have not done a lot of research on who the front row of Heisman is. Yeah, so why are you shaking your head? Because he, I don't think, I think Kevin always shoots his yeah, mouth yeah, off. Because yeah, yeah, Kevin is, you know, he's my college football expert. All of a sudden now, after he gets a big win, and then he says Oregon's going to run the table. I'm going to stand up for Kevin here. Can you please, you have Wi-Fi, I don't, please. I'm not gonna, no, take, it'll take a minute. No, just I'm not. look up, please, or give me the computer then. No, go. Look, please, right now, do it. What am I looking up? Keep going. 2023 college football Heisman odds right now. Please. All right, we're looking up. So I'm going to guess if Michael Penix is first, you have to apologize to Kevin. Is that, is that, do you agree? Okay, ready? Yeah. Uh, Which odds do you want me to take? Miami Herald? 
six whatever. Days ago. Late, yeah. No, six days ago might be too. Six days ago is too long. Twenty twenty three has to be like a day ago. Vegas Insider. There yeah, it'll go. be right. All you right, can get it right now. All right, let's right, see. <laughs> oh, Michael Penick is now tied with JJ McCarthy for first. Yeah. Okay. So Dylan Gabriel. God on my Dylan Gabriel, JJ McCarthy, Jordan Travis, yeah. Jaden Daniels. Good Drake, players. Drake May is going to win it. Bo Nix. Caleb, uh, uh, okay. I don't know. So Whatever, just open. say Kevin was right. You were oh, wrong. Okay, Kevin was almost right. All I, right. I was right because Kevin had it right. But no, let's Ke- go. Kevin let's, had a good week. Now, go now we're going to get Kevin. more into Kevin's gambling. Let's go make, get to Kevin. Okay, on to the gambling stuff. Um, there's a lot of haters. There's a lot of doubters. Uh, but I went 9-4-1. Like uh, never in doubt. I trust my gut this week. No outside influence. Um, really proud of, of my performance. Um, to, to okay, to get on with it, Kevin. Week. I said Devontae Walker's back and reinstated, and what did he do? 132 yards and three touchdowns against Mario Cristobal. Uh, it, it was a beautiful thing to see. It, it was it was excellent. Um, and I also, when I sent out my card, I didn't notice this because this I would have given out two mortal walks last week if I saw this. Um, LSU minus 11 and a half against Auburn was such an easy pick. It was ridiculous. Auburn is a horrible horrible football team um and that goes to my lock which i'll cover in just a second um we'll go over my losses because i hold myself accountable washington state minus seven and a half against arizona was horrible they lost 44 6 which is just shocking um okay now to the lock of the week i wanted to do an ohio state penn state pick but i don't know enough about penn state um i'm probably going to pick penn state um but i don't want to give it as a lock um I also am noting that I don't know, as of now, if Riley Leonard from Duke is going to be able to play this weekend against Florida State. If I knew it, I would be, I would potentially put it as a lock, but I'm not going to. No, Kevin, make so up your just mind. just noting that it's tough to give out a lock when it's the Sunday before uh, the Saturday games six days later. Oh, my God, Kevin. Um, Come on. I'm going to sleep. I will also be potentially picking Tennessee against Bama. I really like that. Not I'm not giving happen. it as a lock. Um, all right. So I said Auburn stinks. They're horrible. Um, I feel bad because because my roommate is an Auburn fan. My Xavier roommate from back in the day, he's okay. an Auburn fan. So I feel bad with this one. Uh, but they just got curb stomped at LSU. I mean, it wasn't even close. I am picking Ole Miss minus five and a half on the road against Auburn. It's under the lights in Auburn, which I'm a little concerned about. But I just think Ole Miss are like ten times the team Auburn is. Um, Ole Miss is coming off of a bye. They're going to be well-rested. Um, so I feel good. I, I feel really good about this one. Um, so hold me accountable again this week. We will. Right, see you guys. Bye. Yeah, we got to get that on the computer because uh, my, my arm's getting yeah. sore holding that up First there. of all, first of all, uh, I'm going to thank Kevin for calling in. It's great to have you. I know we make fun of you every once in a while, but that's what this is all about, uh, having fun with you. So Kevin's lock of the week is Ole Miss minus 5.5 at Auburn at night. Yeah, so Auburn, one of the teams Auburn actually covered against this year is UMass. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone covers against UMass right I, now. I would think my lock of the week is anybody playing UMass or anybody playing Temple is going to be a lock of the week. Yeah, no, Kevin did have a good pick, and we got to talk about his lock of the week last week, which was UNC. You know, Miami coming off that horrible loss, and USC yep. dominated them. Mm-hmm. And that 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 that, that Tez Walker guy he was back healthy, and Kevin did mention him, and and he really he like three touchdowns was all over the place. It was every time I mean, we were, I was watching the game with him, he just kept scoring touchdown after touchdown. And Kevin, I think it was nine. Four and one on the week. So, so congratulations. After going four and eight, nine, four and one. Yeah, congratulations. You know that that. Let's go just real quick. That Carolina game. I was watching Miami. Just they just died. I mean, death. Is this, all of a sudden they quit? It's like they quit. They get, their quarterback was absolute trash. Derek May got, uh, not Derek May. May had a really good opportunity, but and then walk. I don't know that whole that whole death shit. I don't know. It's North Carolina can do whatever they goddamn want, and it pissed me off. But I give credit to Kevin; he did a great job because they get everything to they they cheat, and then Austin Ooh. North Carolina. Oh yeah, I they know. cheat, and, and Austin P gets put on suspension. Well, they, they cheat in basketball and football. They cheat everywhere. Well, you know their coaches in football. He's one of he's a big time cheater. Yeah, right? Mac. Mac Brown. Yeah, you know what's funny about Mac? Your mom asked me. Uh, Kelly goes, uh, "God, he looks old." I said, "Yeah, he is old. He's actually older than me." But because uh, he came back from he was at Texas, he went to ESPN for like eight years. So let's go with his his pick of the week is Auburn minus five and a half. Um, you told me to give a pick of the week. I'm gonna let you go first. You want me to go first? You go first. All right. So my pick of the week, like I said, they're my team this year. Penn State uh, plus was my four pick of the week. at Ohio State. Yes. I think they're gonna win outright, but I'll take the points plus four. 
Um, yeah, that's my pick. So you don't have to give a mortal lock. If that's your if that's your pick, that's I was going to go Penn State. I think Penn State is going to yeah, destroy them. I do too. Uh, and I think the Penn State Michigan game is for a chance to play in the tournament. Yeah, you know, we better we better at. not be wrong here. Well, we're going to be because we we're Penn, we're from Pennsylvania. That's what happens when you're from PA. No, I think I agree. I I was I knew we were going to go the same. We were in the car coming over. We're coming from school, and I I said he's going to pick Penn State, but I got to go. I just think it's time we're going to see what Ohio State's made of. Simple. Simple as that. Penn State, but then Franklin will find a way to choke. But I like Penn State, but it, it is Penn State minus four and a half on the road, right? Yeah, I thought I had I had it at four, but four and a half. Sure, and yeah. then Michigan's at home, so that'll be the white. It's not Penn State minus Penn State plus four plus and a half. four and a half, right? Yeah. And then no, I had I thought it was minus. Penn plus. State is not favored at Ohio State. That's what I figured. I saw it wrong. So yeah, I'll take Penn State all the way. No problem with that. Yep, no and that's problem. what I'm going with. And Kevin said he liked that too. Just didn't know enough about the team, so he will have that in his card too. So we're all we're all going together that this this week with Penn State. We're all going with all right. Penn State. All right. So again, Jack, why don't you tell us uh, Penn State uh, our our locks of the week and all that fun stuff is sponsored by whom? Thanks, Kevin O'Donnell. Sponsored by what? Leone's Pizza in Somerville, Mass. Go check it out. There you go. I'm uh, Kevin's mom, Lisa, uh, and their family. That was a favorite thing forever and ever for pizza. So our next segment. Uh, which is always fun to do is, is we got an NFL blog from jo- Justin Trevisani, uh, and he he's wrote a book for us today. And, and again, is Justin giving us? Um, y- y- we're, we're timing around. We got to go through the games first. We got to go through the games. Oh, you want to do the yeah, games we first? Start, obviously, you got the okay. games pulled up. Yeah, I got the. Game. You're hosting the show. Yeah, come on. I told you get the host next time. Then no, I, fine. Well, we're going to do the games and then Justin. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay, let's go Broncos. Uh, well, let's start. No, we got to start. Let's start with the Patriots again. Uh, I don't want to talk about the Patriots. That that, that just garbage. Uh, can we can we talk offensive yeah. coordinator? Uh, okay. So again, no, 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 again, no, no, no. let me say one thing about the Patriots. Is it Parker? Who's the receiver that dropped the ball? Yeah, that's he's got to catch the football. Yeah. That, oh, that hit my fingertips. You look at the review, right in the goddamn hands. Yeah, I'd cut him right now after the way he he took yeah. no accountability for that. I saw Devontae Smith of the Eagles dropped a pass or something, and he was after the game just being like, "Yeah, I got to catch it. Got to catch it. My fault. Got to catch it." Just took accountability. All Parker had to do is say, I got to catch that. I got to be better. I messed up. That's on me. Blah, blah, blah. No, he didn't do that. And he didn't do that. And he's useless. He's useless. And then another guy that's useless, because because let's Mac Jones thinks, but they're, they're, they're so bad. It's not just the quarterback. They might be the worst offensive team in the history of the NFL, yeah, yeah. at least the worst since the Deshaun Kaiser Browns team a couple years ago that I don't think won a game. Uh, so, Juju Smith-Schuster, he didn't. I, I, did he play? He didn't catch a pass. I don't, think, I don't know if he played. And Stevenson's been terrible. Stevenson, I, it's like them. he forgot how to run. He runs into people. He's horrible. The right, I, I, I should know his name, but the right tackle at the end of the game. You watch the safety at the end of the game. He didn't even blo- like. It was one of the worst attempts at blocking I've ever seen. The dude who was going up for the checkdown fell. So they're they're just a mess. They're a real mess. And just tank I agree. At this and point. the more I look at it, is Bill's gone. Okay. No. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Gone. He'll Whatever. leave on his own. He'll say, I don't need this shit from these people who I gave six championships to. He'll find a place to land. And he's going, Chiefs Broncos, really horrible Thursday night game. Nothing to say about that. I don't even remember that game. Yeah, the Chiefs just keep eight. on rolling on. Real good defense. Yeah, great their defense. defense they got to really adjust their offense. Though. They I know, but if, score. if you have Patrick Mahomes and you have a defense like that, okay, watch out. Uh, the game over in London. Ravens 24, Titans 16. Didn't watch it. 24 16. Who cares? They got They keep playing in London. I'm sick of these London games. They're over they're going to Berlin. There's a big. Do the Chiefs play the Dolphins in in Berlin? They might. I don't know. Oh, and that's a great game. It's Berlin. Hey, that's how you sell the NFL. You make your money that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Commanders Falcons. The meaningless game of the week. Commanders 24, Falcons 16. Um, uh, Falcons are a good team. Their quarterback stinks. Uh, try and go get Kirk Cousins. I don't know if he wants to move there though. He's not going. Vi- Julian Edelman. I saw pregame said that his wife is from there or something. I could yeah, be hey, wrong. Cousins I could be wrong, Julian. Cousins. It's at Desmond Ritter, right? The quarterback. Yeah, there. he stinks. Um, but the Falcons are a pretty good team. They're yeah. a good roster. Desmond. Um, Vikings. And this is back to Cousins. Vikings Bears nineteen thirteen. And what's his name got hurt? The Bears are one and five, just about as bad as the Patriots. And Cousins has said he doesn't want to get moved. So Vikings. Uh, Vikings, Bears, Vikings are two and four, Bears one and five. That division sucks. Yeah, irrelevant game. Sucks. Seahawks, Bengals, 17-13, Bengals win. Seahawks choked a little bit at the end. Se- Seahawks are a good team, so that's a good win by the Bengals. Bengals, I, I don't know, just for, you can't judge Burrow until week four or five every year. So I know they the look other, like they're right. back. I know the other thing. We talked about doing our top five, and we're going to do the top five NFL teams. Bengals are sneaking up on people. I, I wouldn't be sure. Yeah, they're not there yet. But not yeah. there, but they're sneaking up at three and three. Uh, big game. Am I allowed to talk to Bears, 49ers? We're allowed to do that one? Bears, Browns, Browns 49ers. Yeah, of okay. course. Go, go. Browns 49ers again. PJ Walker, Temple Al. It didn't play the greatest. Yeah, you weren't watching the game. He, he, yeah, we he, were. 
I watched it. We were out to eat with Tommy. Oh, Tommy and Lisa. We saw it on the big screen. He was like trying to lose the game. He he, he, he always slide. He almost threw an interception at he the end. He did win though. They won on a missed field goal. The 49ers, like I said last week, I still think you take those 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 weapons away from Purdy, and he's a he's an average at, or be a low average quarterback. Purdy is Mac Jones without with weapons. Yeah, with every quarterback though, you look at Mahomes' weapons this year, and their offense doesn't look that good either. You need weapons in the NFL right now. You need speed. And and again, if the Niners get everybody healthy, they're a tough team. Uh Panthers, Dolphins. Why even bother? Forty two twenty one. Speaking of speed dolphins look at that team uh best offense maybe we've ever seen so patriots could be the worst offense we've ever seen and the dolphins have a chance of being the best offense and the bills with half their team hurt shut them down yeah but it's the nfl you have an off week here and there uh next game colts jags uh colts three and three jags four and two jags with 37 to 20 uh, Gardner Minshew has to quarterback the rest of the year for the Colts. Yeah, Jags just have to Jags. keep on winning. It's 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 a shame that Richardson's hurt, but that's kind of always going to be the thing with him. He's he's going to get hurt all the time. I feel like I mean, he might yeah, be a the good way quarterback. He plays. I agree yeah. with him. But I think that uh, as we get ready, the Jags are getting ready to put in the top. He's between five and ten. They're 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 getting ready to go over the top. Their defense is playing really well. Saints Texans. Here's the surprise team of the year. The Texans are uh, win the game twenty to thirteen uh, to go to three and three, and again. You know, what can be said that maybe everybody picked the wrong quarterback. The Ohio State quarterback's playing pretty well there. Uh, that just proves how bad the Pats are. They got killed by the Saints. They got killed. That's true. That's true. Put in Jameis. That's true. We talked about the Raiders, uh, Patriots, uh, Rams, Cardinals, another game that was kind of meaningless. But the Rams are now 3-3. Three and three. They got a good quarterback. Cooper Cup starting to get some receiving yards. They got a really good coach. Uh, they could make. They could sneak in somewhere and be trouble for somebody. Cardinals are absolutely awful. Yeah, the Rams are average to good. Yeah, they're average good. And the Cardinals uh, aren't good. And then we'll skip the next game. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, Lions, Buccaneers. Lions, 20-6. to six. Lions might be legit. Yeah, I know I've said that. I said that last week. Um, I kind of, after the first game when they beat the Chiefs, even though they should have lost, yeah, I said that that the Lions, hey, they, they could actually be pretty good this year. Yeah, and they're 5-1, 3-0 away. Bucks aren't a bad football team. They don't have no offense, though. Um, Giants, Bills. Uh, Bills won 14-9. That was maybe... The worst football game that was ever played in the history of football games this year. Yeah, and Dave, Brian Dayball just loves showing up as quarterback and making sure everyone knows that he, he's not at fault. It's his quarterback. Yeah, I know. He's a, he didn't even have Just do that in the locker room. Tyrod Taylor quarterback that game for them. So Well, yeah, that's who he's yelling lucky. at. And then uh, are we doing the Cowboys Chargers or is Justin taking No, so one? is that all the games? So, yeah, so, so you're going to give me the Eagles and the Jets and the Cowboys and the Chargers from Mr. Trevisani. Well, no, they're going to they're going to you didn't they're going to fall and you didn't fall have on. to spoil that or anything. But, well, I haven't talked those two games. Go. Yeah, no, cuz everyone was keeping in the minds which games you yeah. talked about. So his team of the week, can you you probably can't even guess from the teams that are left. There are four teams left. Jets, probably, Jets, Jets. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. You read it. So that's I kind know of, I cheated. That, yeah, Justin, great job. I cheated. Yeah. So J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. How about the fighting Zach Wilson's getting back to three and three after week six? For all the criticism he has gotten in the past, and deservedly so, we have to acknowledge how much better he has looked the past three weeks. Wilson didn't exactly set himself a high bar, but now he is learning to limit his mistakes and make some high-level plays that a number two overall pick should make. Wilson isn't lighting the world on fire either, and the defense is largely responsible for this resurgence, but Wilson does deserve some credit for putting his team in a position to win. So does Robert Salah, who has his guys playing extremely hard and his defense well-prepared. The Jets have played a tough gauntlet to open their season and have, have dealt with the adversity of the Aaron Rodgers injury. To be 3-3 three and three right now after a grim outlook just a couple of weeks ago is a massive success. Their defense has some legit dudes. They have one of the deepest front sevens in football, and that showed on Sunday when they continued getting after Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' vaunted offensive line play after play. The Eagles don't typically beat themselves, but the Jets were able to force four turnovers, and that was the key to win. Yeah, I think uh, the key to win was Lance uh, Lane Johnson went out early in that game, and Hertz was. I mean, I, I wrote down the Jets' defense is legit. Uh, we talk about a couple defenses; they're they're legit. And I tell you, the Salas did a great job. Wilson's not a great quarterback, but again, if you don't make mistakes, you're going to beat teams in the NFL. And the Eagles, Jalen. I mean, I remember the Jalen Hurts. Uh, versus uh, Joe Burrow battle. If I if swing I, back if, in my if, way, if I had to put that tape up, if I had to put that tape up from this weekend, I would lose a hundred hundred times out of hundred. He was absolutely horrible, absolutely horrible. He's been horrible for three weeks now. There, I still have them ranked really high in our rankings when we get to that point. But they got to improve. Some, they're just not playing well offensively. They they they're they're eminently beatable. Uh, by and they have a big game coming to the Cowboys in a couple weeks. We'll see what happens. But I go give the Jets credit. 
Um, and Jay Trev's absolutely right. Worst team of the week. You well, I, uh, let me just say, you almost feel bad about. Um, you almost feel bad for the Jets fans because this year is always going to be the what if year. Because I mean, if they had Aaron Rodgers, they could be the best team in football. Really, honestly, because of their defense, they correct. definitely could be the best team in football. So Jay Trev's a, a bad team of the week, or worst team of the week, or worst guy of the week. Things must, it's actually worst team. Things must change fast or Brandon Staley is going to be looking for new work real soon. The Chargers are now 2-3 and three after their loss to the Cowboys on Monday night. And this was supposed to be the season Herbert and the Bolts took a massive step forward in their position within the AFC. In a vacuum, losing to the Cowboys by a field goal isn't an unexpected result. The Cowboys have talent everywhere and were favored in this one, but when you consider the Chargers were coming off their bye, the Cowboys are dealing with some key injuries and were just humiliated in their last game, and the Chargers were at home with one of their best players in Eckler returning. It was a game they had to have. Herbert didn't look like himself and missed plenty of throws that could have gone for big gains. That won't happen most weeks, and the Chargers won't play many more talented teams than the Cowboys. But this was an evenly matched game that at the end of the day seemed like the Cowboys wanted it a little bit more. And that falls on the head coach. Once again, Staley stopped positive momentum for his team by going for it on fourth down from the seven-yard line on the first drive of the second half rather than taking the field goal to tie the game. It's become reckless. I think that, um, and I like the Staley guy as a human being. He always says the right thing, but J. Trev might be right here. He, they've lost, they lose so many tight games. And, it, it, and again, we go back to coaching. Quarterback's pretty good, but... Something's wrong there, and they should be better than that. They they would be a Super Bowl team almost if they could just win the close games. But so I agree. With, I agree with Jay Trev hundred percent. The Cowboys, on the other hand, they're they're the Dow Jones team of all Dow Jones teams with our friend Dak Prescott. So I mean, who the hell knows what's going to come out next week for them? Well, Jay Trev likes their roster, so they're going to win games with that roster alone. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. No, uh, I, the the Chargers. Uh, what about Bill Belichick to the Chargers? I don't know if he goes out to L.A. There's a, a good quarterback. There. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, you know, who owns the Chargers? Kevin's boy, right? No, that's the Rams. No, Crocky yeah. Crocky owns the Rams. No, that's okay, the Rams. I don't know. I was about the, the Chargers. Know, Chargers. I've never heard of the Chargers. Okay, I forgot. All right. Uh, Rams, go, go. The, the What's J- next? The J-Tro Player of the Week, sponsored this week by the Brown Jug and Chelsea Mass, is going to Tyreek Hill. He had six catches for 163 yards and a touchdown. Good for 27 yards a catch. Not too shabby. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are right up there with Hill as the best receivers in the league, but no one instills more fear in defenses than Tyreek does. That speed is insanely hard to prepare for during the week, and the way McDaniels uses motions and shifts and aligns Hill in different parts of the formation keeps the defense guessing every snap. Before the season, Hill mentioned his individual goal for the season was reaching 2,000 yards. Well, after six weeks, he has 814, putting him on pace for more than 2,300. That touchdown celebration he had grabbing the phone and recording the backflip was cool as hell, too. Hey, uh, one question for you. I agree. Miami's speed is is great. They're great receivers. Did the Chiefs make a mistake letting Tyreek go? I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the, so the Chiefs owners have to kind of take a hit for that for being cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. There's no way they could have. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how the NFL salary cap, whatever, works. There's no way they couldn't have found a way to get him signed and, and yeah, keep him on that team. That's my question. Good answer. if you have him and Kel, I mean, him yeah. taking the he he like J. Trev says, he's the best receiver in the league in terms of affecting the way the other team plays. Correct. And I think the mistake, I think the Chiefs made a minute. Now, mistake. I know they yeah. won a Super Bowl when they moved him off, right? So they did yeah. win. So that that's, but overall, and, and the lifespan might be short, but boy, oh boy, he's having a great year down there. And I'll give McDaniels, is it McDaniels down there? Yeah. Mike. I give it, Mike, not the other guy, not the idiot. I'll give him a lot of credit for it. He put his offense together. To, to utilize their speed, him and Waddle, whatever they have on the outside. They're 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 tough. They're they're they were hard to rank for me this week, by the way, when we do a top five. So we got uh Tariq Hills. And, I can't wait to hear the worst player. And the other thing is uh, I don't think anyone has had two thousand receiving yards in a season in Probably. the history of the NFL. So I'd he would be the one first out. one to do that. Yeah. So the worst player of the week was, and you mentioned him a little bit earlier, Jalen Hurts was downright bad on Sunday and it cost the Eagles the win. If he was able to take care of the ball like we have come to expect him to, the Eagles likely win that game comfortably by a touchdown. The Jets' defense deserves tons of credit for balling out like they did and making life difficult for Hurts, but it was surprising to see Hurts make some of those boneheaded decisions. I personally thought the most impressive part of Jalen's 2022 season was his ability to take care of the ball and seemingly always make the right read, especially in the clutch situations. He had one turnover in the fourth game in the fourth quarter of games last season. One turnover in the fourth quarter last year. One. 
through this year, through six games, he already has three turnovers in the fourth quarter. For whatever reasons, he seems more sped up, often throwing off his back foot and not reacting to pressure as well as he has in the past. Maybe he is still getting used to the new offensive coordinator Brian Johnson's play calling, or maybe a supporting cast isn't playing as well as last season, but Hurts needs to step up. Even in the 5-0 start, Hurts turned it over five times, and the Eagles were lucky to win a few of those games. Well, i got to say this. Their coach is an idiot. Yeah, I don't they, like him. They, they had a third down, right? They had a third down, and they were uh, they were in the lead. All he has to do is run the ball, kick it, and make Mac Wilson beat you, right? Who? <laughs> Wilson. Zach? Zach Wilson. Yeah. Mac Jones from Zach Wilson. They're all fucking they're all screwing me out. Uh, they can beat you, and he throws that interception. The guy almost turns for touchdown. I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to lose. You know, I need Sirianni's taking him to the Super Bowl once, but, God, you can't make those mistakes. That's like a Cristobal-level mistake. And, and Hertz makes throw made to try to make the throw. But I was on the phone with with um, with um, my dad and my uncle were watching the game at home, and I said to him, "Dad, you cannot make that mistake. Why throw there? Run the football. Let the two minute warning come and go." But Hertz was terrible. And I, you know, I will say right now, Jack, um, you're you're winning that Burrow thing because I think Burrow's. Thanks for telling the, me. I didn't know that. Oh, shut the hell up. Burrow's coming back from his injury, but it'll change when Hertz wins the Super Bowl. So J. Trev is sponsored by the Brown Derby, Brown Jug? Brown Jug. Brown Chelsea Jug, Mass, Chelsea yeah. Mass. We've been there with Tommy and Lisa and J. Yeah, they Trev. love it there. They love it there. Yep. They do love it there. So shout out to the Brown Jug. Shout out to J. Trev. And by the way, only one player has had a more than 2,000-yard receiving yard season, and that includes the postseason for Cooper Cup. That doesn't nobody, count. Nobody yeah. else has done. That doesn't done. count. No. So that's what we have for that piece. Uh, and then finally, now we're, we're done with NFL, uh, except for now. You would ask me, and I don't know if J-Trev gave us. Yeah, I got J-Trev's. So we have the top five. Each of us is going to give a top five. Why don't we go with J-Trev first? Yeah, you're going, you go I first. I get to go first? Yeah, I'll go you. Yeah, I'm going to go me. I'm going to go. I just went first. I'm going to go with a little bit of controversy here for me. Uh, 49ers, number one. But okay. I still think they'll be fine. They got the, they got the Chiefs. Chiefs really come up their um, edge. I think Mahomes will be able to pull it out, but I worry about them getting hurt. And uh, with anybody on, if Kelsey gets hurt, they're done. You know, that's simple. I got Chiefs 2. I got the Eagles 3, even though I'm really, really, that's a hard one because I'm not happy with their coach. The Lions, I think, are about to jump the Eagles to the first spot. I'm going to take them at 4. And I'm going to take Miami over Buffalo at 5 because I think Buffalo's injuries on the defensive end. So the top 5 are 49ers, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions, and Miami. Coming up the rear end of there would be the Bills, Cowboys, Browns, Ravens, and Jaguars. That's my top five. All right, so J. Trev has Niners one. After last week, he still got them there. I mean, they've been impressive to start the year. He's got Chiefs two, Bills three, Eagles four, Lions five. So he's so got the Bills higher than I have. He, his surprise one is he, he does not have the Dolphins in here. So he doesn't. Yeah, which is funny because he, he just bragged about his his, his store tree kill. So <laughs> I don't yeah, know. yeah. No, I, I think though that's good. He's we all have the same. He's got the Bills and not Miami. I got Miami, not the Bills. Right? All right. So you've got, I got the Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions. He's got the Niners, Chiefs, Bills, Lions, Eagles. Or Eagles, Niners, Lions. Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Lions yeah. for J. Trevor. And that's I think the Eagles, going. like I said, that's good. The Eagles are falling fast in my book. Okay. So now we get to go to you. So I, at number one, I have to have the Chiefs. I mean, if the Niners had won, I would have, if he, that's honestly, if he had hit the field goal, I would have just put the Niners number one. But they missed and they lost, and that's a really bad loss. Uh, I, I'll, have the Chief, bad loss. I'll have the Chiefs number one because just the way their defense is playing in Mahomes. Yeah, so I don't disagree. That's my number one. Number two, JHF don't even have him on his top five. The Dolphins impressed me. That offense, it's really going to be hard to stop at, at any time. So especially if they, hopefully they for their sake, they win the division. And if they end up playing a Buffalo or Kansas City, maybe they can get that at home yeah. where their offense might struggle in a Kansas City or a Cincinnati. Well, they would get Buffalo, Buffalo at home. What? If they yeah, win the they division, they yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, but if Buffalo wins the division. So three, I'm going to put the Niners. They're still a good team, but I did have them drop down two spots after that loss, and, yep. and I'm more impressed with the Dolphins than them. Let me guess uh, Lions four. Four, I got the Lions. Yeah. I really really like the Lions. Really like what I'm seeing from the Lions. Then five, I do have the Bills. I still trust the Bills. They are, you You talk about, your, you love using the Dow Jones. They're more of a Dow. Because screw the Cowboys are irrelevant at this point. They're not going to win anything with Dak. <laughs> <laughs> a real Dow Jones is, is Josh Allen and, and the whole Bills team. You don't know what Bills team you're going to get week in, week out. That's so, true. But that's I still think they're a top five team. I agree with this. So that's good. So we're far, I got Niners, Chiefs, Eagles, Lions, Miami. You got the e- Chiefs, Miami, Niners, e- Lions, Eagles. No, right. Bills. I don't have Nine, the Eagles. Oh, no, you don't have the Eagles. Chiefs, oh. Dolphins, Niners, Lions, I got Bills. You. I missed that. All right, so that's, that's our saying. We'll keep looking at that as we go on. Uh, Eagles, like I said, are, somebody's going to drop off of there. I, 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 
I think the Browns, you had picked the Browns earlier. Their defense is really superb. So it'll be tough to move off. Best so, in the league. So, again, thanks to Jay Trev for his contribution every week. Uh, we're going to try to get Jay Trev to start, start that as a blog post. I know he wants to become an NFL scout. At some point, I want to bring him into the show and have him talk about what are you really looking for. Uh, what are you scouting for in a college player for the pros and a high school player for the for the college level? Uh, because he's down there at Harvard helping to recruit the kids. And, and, and again, those kids are different because they have to be smart. So, again, thanks to Jay Trevin. Now we go on to something that was really interesting, came out. And we'll do the NBA real uh, – we'll do the NBA. Is We're going to do a top 10 of the 23 players. I had a, a group of about 12 or 15 high school kids in my that were filtering through my classes this week uh, to fill out who they thought were their top 10. And Jack collated that, and Jack and I both have our own top 10. But before we go there, let's just do a quick NBA Celtics. Uh, they're, they're starting. They're ready to go. Porzingis seems to fit in almost perfectly. Um, will they lose a little bit with uh, Williams being out of there defensively? Where do you see uh, the Celtics in the NBA world, and who's going to be their number one competitors in the East and also overall? Number one competitor is the Bucs, championship or bust. I mean, that's all there is to say about the Celtics. There's not much to say. You got to win. You got to win this year. You got to hopefully it all comes together. It looks like it's going to, it looks like, you know, I like the guys that they have. Let's let's go win the title. So the only issue for them, Bucks are going to be tough because of Lillard? Yeah, but I'll, I'll take them over the Bucks. I like their roster. How about the, the Heat or the Sixers? They should beat them. If they can't beat the Heat, that's, they just, they, they Knicks or the Cavs? I'm, I'm not prepared. If they were to lose to the Heat again, or, they the, will. or even the Sixers, the Sixers forget the Sixers. But How about the Knicks the or the Heat, Cavs? No, no. They're not there. They're, they're, they like who? Who do the Knicks have that's really going to beat you? Is Brunson right. really going to right. beat you? Cavs you know? are not bad. The Cavs could be a sneaker. Sneaker. Yeah, team. I, the Celtics struggled them in the regular season last yeah, year, but they they, they beat them. Well, yeah, they, they got some good young players. A good young mix there, Cavs. And on the Western side, we got the defending champion uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, and I think you know Phoenix with a full year of KD. Who knows? New coach. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, out there. The Clippers have the immortal. Injured trio of Paul George and uh, Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi came up on some of the picks for our kids, but he's not in my top ten. Yeah, and, so, then, and then Lakers. Lakers, yeah, what cares? do you think? Give me, give me uh, a quick The Lakers, Lakers. They, won't, they won't stay healthy enough. But if they do get, if they do stay healthy, they're a good team. But I, I don't think they're good enough to win at all. Don't they have that Reeves kid who's like, new, he's going to be all NBA this year? Yeah, I guess. He's pretty, he's all right. But he's he, terrible. He's, not. he's another one. They play shit. When you play he's not as good as the Celtics. It's like three. Damian Lillard. I want to see what Damian Lillard do coming from Portland to here. Well, to have to where the real pressure is, I not where you have to Damian win Lillard to Austin Reeves. I know, I was because like, I right, like Damian. Let, let's get into the top ten. So, okay, so you, like ten. you said, you had eleven kids fill it out, and I, I think averaged, it might have been more than eleven. It was, was it eleven? No, it was eleven. I averaged it out, um, and and I'm just gonna let's uh, uh, first off, I'm gonna I want to explain because there's some interesting kind of trends that came up from this. So, in first place, Jokic got six first place votes. Giannis got five first place votes. Nobody ranked Jokic out of the eleven below two. Giannis did get ranked three and one, and he got ranked four and one. So Jokic was pretty convincingly the number one, even though he was only he was only one first. He had more first picks. He was ranked first more, and he was ranked second more. Now, than Jack, Giannis. let me just interrupt. Remember, these are kids, sophomore, junior, and seniors in high school making these picks. So. Yeah, well, you can say that, but uh, the way this came out was very good. Jokic is one, Giannis is two, and those two are very close. Then there was a bit of a gap. So it's almost like they, these came in in four tiers. There was a little four bit of gap okay. between these two. Okay, gotcha. The next tier, four these two were very close for number three. It was Embiid ended up being third, and Curry ended up being fourth. Those okay. two were very close. And then there was the next level where there was a bit of a gap between Steph and this group, and it was Tatum was fifth, Durant was sixth, Luka was seventh. They were all very close, those three, all within however you know, if one person ranked Luca here, there, whatever, it would have been different. They were very close. And then the last group, to round it out, we had at 8, 9, and 10. I really do like this list. LeBron, Butler, and Dame. And there was a bit of a gap between Luca and LeBron. And LeBron, Butler, and Dame were all close. And then also, actually, also close with LeBron, Butler, and Dame was uh, SGA, Shy Alexander from the uh, Thunder, and Devin Booker. So there were really 12 guys who who really were... Close and that last group of the five: Butler, LeBron, Dame, SGA, and Booker were close. And then also receiving votes: Kawhi got a vote or two, Anthony Davis got a vote or two, and then Harden and John Morant got one vote each. So. That's because some of these kids are crazy. Yeah. They do James good. Harden. But I have to give a shout out to my kids who want to talk basketball. They they didn't do a bad job in, in that. So nope. you're 
We're looking at look if four you get tiers. The, if, he's got four. I got a four tiers too. If, but if, if you get the average opinion and just get a, get enough of right. opinion from somebody, get a good take opinion. the average. It's going to end up being all right. Uh, if my kids are listening, it's democracy. To, if my kids are listening, congratulations. You actually did a pretty good yeah, job. Yeah, there's right? the home. only issue is one kid. He he actually had he didn't list it. He put one at the top and then ten. And he missed the and, guy. And, and it, it was only nine players, so he kind of <laughs> screwed us there. I got to figure out who that is. And then and then the one kid, Luca, from uh, being seventh instead of fifth, one kid totally. He left him off his list, so I think uh, that if if he was like put uh, like sixth on the list, he would have been. He, he, he missed. Been, he missed. He would have moved Tatum and Durant. So you've got. Uh, you're saying that jo- the Joker and Giannis in their own group, right? Yeah. Okay. And then I still think it's it's. Four. I don't. Agree. I think four is about right. Yeah. But maybe three. What? Uh, group pairings in tiers. Well, yeah, because well, I think that's about three tiers. It's hard because yeah. mine's going to be a little bit different than than there because I see the world a little differently. So why don't you give me your top ten then? And uh, we'll give you mine, and then we'll get, you give me yours, and give me J. Trev's, and I'll give you mine, and we'll just do a quick discussion if we have to. Well, here, let's just go. I'll give you my three, J. Trev's three, and then you give me your three. So my top three, I have Jokic, Giannis, and Curry, and J. Trev's the exact same top three. And you know what's funny is? You do, too. I do, too. So, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. I think one thing that I've noticed with the kids at school is Curry does not get thought of. He finished. He was. He was I almost know. third. But when you talk, they had the, the same top three as but us. But when you talk, when you talk to the kids, a lot of kids don't like. It's weird. I, I mean, because it's averaging out. Curry, I think, gets left out. But we have. I. I think there's no. I think Joker's got to be one. Uh, Giannis could be. It's got to be two. And then the next three have Curry. The, the next four players in the next four, I think, can be or five players. Could, are almost interchangeable after Curry. I disagree. I would say after Curry. Like I would say, if we're going tiers, Jokic and Giannis are in the first tier, and then I think the next Curry's in a, the second tier alone. I think okay. he's still a tier above the I next group. I believe I could. So the next group, I have four so, players in my next tier. I have. Yeah, I got four. I got I, four next tier. You know what? I, you know what? Screw the tiers. These aren't in tiers. Okay, so who you got? These who, are in order. This, you, is, okay, this who, guy's better than this guy's better than got, this guy. Who do you got? So four, my next four, five, six, and seven. I'll go four, with five. my. You want me to get my next four? Six. Yeah, four, five, six, seven. Okay, I have Tatum at four. Yeah. I have Durant at five. Yep. I have Embiid at six. Yeah. And I have Jimmy Butler at seven. Okay, I've got Tatum, Embiid, Doncic, and KD. Tatum, Embiid, Doncic, and KD. Okay, right. and J. Trev has LeBron at four. Oh, Jay Trev's killing me. Tatum Look. at five, Embiid at six, and Duran at seven. So again, we're we're pretty similar Close. there. He had LeBron, and I had Butler, and you had Lu- Luca. You had Luca, yeah. I think Luca's the most um, controversial for me. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. He, I think he's a great basketball player, no doubt about it. But can he? Can can he put a team on his back and win? That's why I have Jimmy Butler up that yeah, high. I, I, yeah, did, I don't have. I have Butler in the next group. How can I not have Jimmy? He he keeps winning. I mean, he just keeps winning. Right. As much you know, as we maybe his numbers us. aren't as impressive in the regular season. He doesn't jump off the. But in the postseason, he's as good as anybody. Right. As as much as he can annoy you, I agree with this. So we are at what number are we at? Eight, now? nine, and ten. I, so I did. I did Tatum and Bead, Doncic and KD. So now my next I'm, three. Let me go. I'll I'll go J Trev first. J Trev has at eighty as Luca. At ninety as SGA. At ten, he has Damian Lillard. You give yours because mine is very out there. I've got at eight. I've got James, LeBron, at, LeBron James, James Harden. At eight, I got LeBron. At nine, I got Butler. And at ten, I was I've waffled here a lot. There's a guy I really want to put on there, but he's probably a year away. Oh my god! Which was Edwards. And then if I didn't put Edwards there, I would put Booker. Yeah, so that no, that's good. Edwards, so, I love Edwards. I think Anthony Edwards. I, I I think Anthony Edwards is in the top ten next year. I I struggle. I have him eleventh on my list, and eleventh or twelfth behind AD and him. But I'll go James Butler and Booker right now. So I feel bad for you because your whole love of Anthony Edwards and your take of Anthony Edwards will never be your take. Because at eight I have Doncich, at nine I have Anthony Edwards, and at ten I have Anthony Davis. How about that? Anthony I have Anthony Davis, Davis at 11. So Ant- let's just go. Anthony Davis, my thing with Anthony Davis Anthony is Davis, yep. he beat the Warriors, basically. He was the best player in that series, better than LeBron. He's the guy. If, if they want to win, he has to be the guy. He has to be better than LeBron. He has to be the one. He'll never stay healthy, but when he's on the court, he's a game changer. Anthony Edwards, it was um, Bruce Brown, who actually went to Woburn High for a little bit. Not Woburn, Wakefield, Wakefield, Wakefield. Wakefield High. Bruce Brown, he said the toughest team in their finals run 
that they played, the toughest team was the Timberwolves. I think almost all the games were single digits, almost all the losses. Anthony Edwards averaged, I think, 35 points a game against the, the defending champs. So I think this year he's going to make the leap and he will be a top 10 player in the league this uh, year. Carl Anthony Towns? No. He's, oh, not him. he's I'm just kidding. I, I, you know what? I had a lot of trouble. I almost put Edwards in. I, I, I did. I, I, I give you credit for it because that's a real good take. You know, let's look at Jade Lillard. I will state unequivocally, and, and if we come back a year from now, Jay Trefkin and Tommy Trefkin give me shit. I think Lillard finally figures out that he is a top 20 player, not a top 15 player. He's got to have to step up at some point when they start doubling uh, our good friend Giannis, and he's got to be a man who can share the ball and win. Simple as that. We'll see what happens. But I like that. That was good. He's a good um, player. That was a good exercise in bringing the high school kids in as well. So. For all my high school kids, if you are listening, give a shout out. You're not coming on the podcast anytime soon, though. But I'll give you a shout. Yeah, they, they just made it on. They all want. They all want to come on, though, Jack. It's kind of crazy. Even have some girls who want to come on over. Like I know Amanda wants to come on, and uh, we got to try to get Uncle Joe. Was just call me on the phone anyway. We got to get your Uncle Joe on here too. But uh, again, uh, great. I love. I love that we're getting in, input from everybody. It's awesome to we'll see. We'll get you the mindset of a triathlete. We'll get you the mindset of a crazy guy. He's yeah. a good. He knows his athletics. He knows a lot of college basketball. Yeah. He's visited a lot of schools. Former and, Division One uh, college coach too. <laughs> he coached no. Temple swimming, I think. No, he didn't coach them. He yeah. swam at Temple. No, I thought he like. No, he uh, never he coached. coached high, oh, I thought he, he coached, coached a at a uh, high school swimming school uh, and got me to play on Salkin Valley, which was one of um, uh, Barkley's top five courses. I think it was his favorite. Yeah, it was. Shout out to Uncle Joe getting me on Salkin Valley with. I forget the lady's name got us up there with there. Her and her mother and Joe and I. I have a picture of that at home, Jack. I'll have to show you. Okay, to round it out, uh, this has been a great show. I love I love when we get input from everybody. Round it out, we've decided, Jack and I, that we're going to do a, a Mount Rushmore top seven draft of all uh, of current play-by-play announcers uh, for L Sports. So it's really, like Jack, you said this, it is going to be contingent on what they would be today. So if I want to pick, I'm going to use a guy just off the top of my head, Brent Musburger, who was once time a great announcer. He would be what he is today, an 80-year-old guy who burbles and slobbers all over himself. And so, gambles more than Kevin. Yeah, probably does. So we're going to go. Uh, you got a coin? I, I, I thought I brought one. It's not in my back oh, yeah, pocket. So it doesn't so. matter really who goes first. Um, I don't think. Because there's, a, there's yeah, I did. So you're going to go first. No, I, we did the baseball one. And I picked a Kuna first. Remember that? Oh, so okay. you're up. I'm, oh, I'm up. And, and do you want a snake or do you want a... Let's just go pick. opposite because there's tons. I got 25 guys to choose from. So. Yeah, I, I don't have that many, but... You have how many? 18? I can see your list. You should hide your list. I'm you not, can't. I'm, you're looking at me. Oh, is that, oh that's no. This is, is Jay oh, Trev's okay. top, top, top teams. All right. So, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go number one. and I'm going to probably go controversial number one. But because he can call just about any sport. That's and, who I had number one. And Well, you don't know who I'm going to say. Jim Nance. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I had him one. And you know what? Live from the Masters. This is Jim Nance or whatever. it comes As we drive down Magnolia Drive and he whispers and he does the golf whisper. I'm going to go Nance one only because... I think he can. I think his versatility is good. And whenever he, he works with a uh, a color guy or whatever, and call him play uh, a player guy, I think he does a good job. So I'm going to go Nance number one for me. Yeah, and he's he's dealt with because uh, Romo's kind of become like a caricature of himself. Look at that word by me. He he's kind of he's kind of been tough to work with recently, and, yep. and he does a great job with Romo. With that. And I don't know if anyone could handle Romo as good as Nance does. Yeah, and I and and I just he's just good. He's very he's he's yeah, always no, I had prepared. Him you know what? I'm funny, and I agree that he's always prepared. And the other thing is, nobody ever accuses him of homering for one team or another. Some of these guys, who's one of my guys true. on my list, would be homered. Who do you got number one? Number one, I'm gonna go. I don't know if this is controversial. I had him ranked number two, Mike Breen. Ah, that's not controversial. He's, he's he was my next pick. Yeah, I, I really like I Mike, Mike Breen. Breen. Great voice for basketball. Um, calls the Knicks games. He's been working with Clyde Frazier all this time, and I know I, maybe you'll pick Clyde Frazier. He's a great color guy. I don't know. He's great basketball voice. I hate that they took away his team and they changed up his team. But God, if 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 I were to watch a game, I want if if I'm watching a basketball game, I I want him calling it. Yeah, I agree with that. I was gonna go ahead. I was hoping you would go somewhere like uh, normal, and go with um, one of the ra- crazies. But I would have gone. I think Breen is phenomenal. Uh, he t- and he's t- he took over in reality the the mantle from uh, Marv Albert, who was also phenomenal. But I'm not gonna pick Marv Albert anymore. So I got this. My next pick. I'm going to go a little controversial here. I'm going to go with Gus Johnson, Fox. I think that I, I love the way he calls the game. He brings the excitement to the game, and uh, he doesn't get as much. He did soccer call too, right? So I'm going to go Gus number two for me. 
Um, and there's, there's a million guys. I really think that announcing is all a personal thing. But I go Gus Johnson number two. There's plenty out there for you to pick from, though, Jack. I hate, hate Gus Johnson. I know. That's why I picked him. Oh, my him. God. I hate him. He thinks he thinks he's the star of the show. You're but not. sometimes the you the need the star of the show. Of the show. Nah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's don't. too full of himself. He, he goes too hard on the calls. Too hard. You know All what? Right. Who do you got? So this isn't – I could get him whenever I wanted to. But I got to pick him high because I respect the guy so much. And – the World Series is about to start, and, and we're going to see John Smoltz is going to come on come on my TV. <laughs> I just think there's this guy that I've listened to, and, and he's no longer active, but he could come in tomorrow and be the best announcer in the history of baseball, and I'm going with Dennis Eckersley. He's the Eckersley's best. a color guy, though. We're not doing play-by-plays. I have color guys on here. We're I don't have any color. Okay, okay, fine. I don't have any if color. I, look, he, he would okay. be the number one. He's my number one pick. He's the greatest announcer in the history of sports. He makes... He he didn't even get the pitch clock. He he used to call the four hour long games and he'd make those interesting. I just think okay, he was fresh. Fine. Everything it, it, there was nobody like him. There really wasn't. There's nobody like him in sports. Okay, you have to have color guys. There are some great color guys in sports. Yeah, we'll, I know we'll, that. We'll but I, I, just, I, I I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm all Smike. It's gonna play by play. So you guy can't pick all. yourself because you're a color guy. I'm a play by play guy for no, WCTV Boys and Girls Basketball. Yeah, but eight years worth. Eight years worth of me. We yeah. can. Fine, it's going to YouTube. Look it up. Uh, okay, that's fine. I Eckersley, I just think he's the best. I, mean, I know you so love that too. It's, I know you love that. He might have been a bigger loss than Mookie and Xander. Not kidding. No, he wasn't. Yeah, get out of town. He was on my uh, Mookie no had four at bats a game or five at bats a game. Every single pitch, I heard him say something. We should call that and have him go on the show then. Cool How about hand, that, Luke? Uh, yeah. A Johnson, how about another a three-run Johnson? Oh my God, he was oh, good. I agree with you. Yeah, um, and him and Remy when like I can't pick Remy. I would pick. I would yeah, pick, pick Remy, Remy because he can't come alive, back from the grave. Even if Remy were alive at any in any shape, I'd pick him. Him and Remy were so good together. Okay, sorry for talking about Eckersley so long, but he's that's that okay. So you've got Breen and Eckersley. I've got Nance and Mike. Imagine those two together. Ooh. I got Nance, Gus Johnson, and my third pick is the guy I think is the best announcer. Oh. I can guess all your picks. That's the issue with doing these drafts. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's uh, a former Red Sox guy. Former too. Red Sox yeah, guy. I got it. He's the greatest, Sean McDonough. I love. I, him I love Sean. I, and you know what? I think I know why they got rid of him. And then they brought in his little mimic guy, who I think is the most overrated Red Sox announcer ever, Don Arcillo. That's my hot take of the day. But Sean was better than anybody. I like um, Don. Just Don was again. You talk about Gus Johnson and uh, Don Arcillo was about talking about. Let's go back to McDonough. He is now the NHL. Announcer, lead NHL announcer for the uh, ESPN. He does college football. He can do baseball. He does baseball here in locally on WEI. So I got McDonough sec- third um, in my list. So he's a really underrated college football announcer. I think. yes, yes uh, he he's is. really good at college football. This so I'm going to go with the guy. Another dude, Colts, really good at basketball, really good at football. I'm going to go Ian Eagle. Oh, good pick. I like that. Pick. I had Ian Eagle ranked fourth. Uh, he had to, he was the first one that got the. Um, Wordplay with uh, blank space in the end zone with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, he he's just good, and I think he does the Nets games, and they they've not really been an enjoyable team to call the past couple of years with some of those characters. That's true. So I'm going to go with uh, a guy who's local and national as well. I'm going to go with Dan Shulman, baseball announcer. I want he, he does the Blue Jays. Um, is he he still does the ESPN stuff, right? With he's the, the best basketball. He's the best college basketball announcer there is. Him and him and. I won't say the guy he's with because actually, not thinking about a color guy, he probably should be picked. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not no. How about Dave Passion, his color guy? Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Yes. There you go. I got. Well, you. I forgot about. Some I people. forgot about. I, him no, too. I like Shulman, and he's really good at basketball. Really good. And he's a great baseball guy. I love him for baseball. I though. like. I mean, you don't hear much for baseball though, because I think he does the radio for the World Series. I think he does the radio call for ESPN, but he does the Blue Jays. You don't hear him that. Well, much. you know who does the radio call? Also, Dave O'Brien, who's on my list. I don't have him picked yet, but he's on the list. Okay, so you've got Breen actually Eagle. Go. Dave O'Brien's not very popular in this town, so you're you're one of the few that to take. I love him. Dave I don't O'Brien. Mind, I don't love him. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's great. He's just. He's a good announcer. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. David Ortiz. So here's go. a guy. Um, and this is more. I don't know if they have it anymore. I don't. I haven't really seen it much this year. But it's the jingle that goes along with it, and it's the voice, and it's the three thirty starts, and it's the Alabama, and it's the. And he replaced Lundquist, who replaced Musburger. He's a great announcer. He's got a great voice. Brad Nestler. Yes. Yeah, I don't I think he gets enough credit either for just how good of a voice he is. And he calls the at the SEC the SEC on CBS, but didn't CBS go to the Big Ten now? So I yeah, don't. yeah. But yeah. him calling those SEC afternoon games with that, you know, the jingle, the CBS jingle yep. that comes in, that's one of the best sounds. 
as ever. And he's got Gary Danielson with his as his color guy. He replaced Vern Lundquist. He, that tough, yeah. tough thing to replace. I, Nessler's on. I haven't listed on. Is here. Vern still alive? Yeah, I think could Vern, he call Vern again? Uh, No, Vern <laughs> could. I think Vern still does uh, whole sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Of the well, because he's the yeah. Uh, what's the the Tiger? I forgot what he the call. Yeah, right? yeah. The Tiger Woods. What is it? Uh, I forget. On the sixteen little chip. No, from no, the no. I, I can't remember what he says. Yeah, I don't remember either. We'll have to look oh, it in up. your life. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. In your life. Some guys are just great guys. I mean, these guys have done it for a long time, and and I give I give a shout out. I I really I think that's a good pick, Nestler. Um, yeah, I don't think he gets. You, he's not really. I'm gonna I go with. The, talked about that. I'm one. gonna go with the guy who retired, but I think would still do a great job. And this is really way off the beaten trail. I'm gonna go with Mike Emmerich, who I thought was huh. the greatest NHL announcer that ever lived. He Doc? was. Doc, Doc a, Emmerich. Doc Emmerich. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking him too. I'm gonna go with Doc Emmerich. I, that's for a, my that's a really pick. good pick. So I'm going Doc because I think that it's uh, fun to have two hockey announcers on. Let's. Yeah, well, McDonough, McDonough's more than just yeah, I like Doc Emmerich's a hockey. He's hockey, hockey, hockey. Hockey was a great hockey announcer, no doubt about it. So right. again, I know you're not going to like this, but I'm going to go with another color guy, and it's and we didn't talk about him talking about the Celtics, but I'm I'm happy he's here, and it is a disgrace that he was fired from ESPN. Jeff Van Gundy, he's another one where it's he's so unique. It's a different style than Eckersley, but it's a style that you know he's kind of bitter and kind of comes. He it's like he 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 perfects the. Grumpy old man without being like too grumpy old man. It's kind of funny the way he comes off. Right, right. And I just think he's great. And he tells it like it is. And and he's perfect. I have no idea why they got rid of him because he criticized refs too much. Yeah, he, I think they wanted to because they get weirdos. They're weirdos. They get Doc messes. Rivers and Doris Burke. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait for that. I, they screwed you know, Mike Breen. You know what's funny? Is, him. I agree with you, but I, Doris Burke. I have no. She she comes over the top, but she does a good job. I'm going to go very, very controversial because now we're going with color guys. I'm taking my all-time favorite color guy that ever lived, that ever lived, played for the Celtics. He's crazy. He's, He's Bill Walton. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. Who did you think good. I was going to say? I thought you were about to say Tommy Heinsohn. He's a dead man. Again, if Tommy Heinsohn were alive, he'd be picked very high I'm here. going Billy Walton number six because I love him. And since you changed the rules. Him on and me, Jerry Remy are calling. Uh, oh, those two of the best. We were uh, lucky in Boston. I, I'll tell you something. Boston's been very lucky overall with great announcers. Patriots always had like Gil Santos. The Red Sox had Ned Martin, Jim Woods, Dave uh, Joe Castiglione, Ken Coleman. Um, and the guys all over. We had McDonough. We had the over at Orsillo. That's why everybody doesn't like O'Brien. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I, I, I Walton. If I'm gonna stick, uh, just to go back through this. If I'm if I'm sticking with bait with just true play by play guys, I'd go with John Miller, who used to call ESPN games. Is over out in San Francisco now, getting older. Uh, but I'll I'll do Walton in 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 that spot. Um, how many How many have we picked? Four. You're at five. Breen, I've, had, Breen, I've already picked five. Green, Eckersley, Eagle, Nestler, Van Gundy. All right, so I'm gonna go with a guy, and, and this sucks because. He left, um, sorry about this. He left um, the job that he had where you heard him all the time. And now he's on a job where I don't really watch that much Monday Night Football. And if I do, I tend to watch like the Manning cast here and there and then switch on yep. with whatever else is on. But I think Joe Buck's a great announcer. Uh, he has a big game voice more than almost anyone. It was like when your when your baseball team was playing, he was calling the game. It was like you knew you knew it was a big game, and he had some great. You look back, great calls and the Red Sox Yankees rivalry at 03 and 04. He did a great job with with Boone's home run. He did a great job with Ortiz's moments. You know, he he did a great job back then, and he he he's had obviously many more calls after that. And I right, I think he he got a lot. Of, he went through a period where he got a ton of hate. And everyone hated him, and now I think it's it's came back where people think everyone agrees he's a good announcer. I think with Joe Buck, I I definitely agree with you on that. And you know what's funny about him? He was never I never thought because he called two Red Sox Cardinal World Series, right? He was and he's a Cardinal guy up through because of his dad. I never and I never thought he was a home. I think it was always who his his his, his companions were. You well, know, his partner was a Cardinal, right? A he big time Cardinal, McTar- right? He had McCarver and he had Sean Smoltz. McCarver was a homer. Oh. I thought I thought he was a big time homer. But McCarver yeah. actually played for the '75 World Series Red Red Sox. Well, that's good for that's good for McCarver. Yeah, no Buck Buck's a good announcer, real good announcer. All right, so you took Joe Buck. So I got one more pick. This pick is just to annoy my son. Here, I asked you a question last night. Who's the Spanish announcer? Who started saying, "Oh, this is Goo! a terrible pick." It is. Yeah, nobody, I'm just kidding. I, I don't even know who that is. It's, I do. It's Andres Cantor, but I'm you not. You had to look him. that up. Nobody even. I had to look that up. Yeah, pick him. I would. I'm not going to pick him. No, you could get like Jim Nance. Uh, 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 who else? I'm not Sean McDonough, uh, Dan Shulman, and then blah blah blah. I blah, can't blah, pick Bob Costas. I, I was just. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go just again back to a, a guy who does a lot of. He does football and does golf as well. I'm gonna go with Mike Tirico. I li- I like Mike Tirico. Does the Sunday night yeah, yeah. games. He really transitioned to take Al Michaels' job in Sunday night football. Um, and I think he's the versatility. He's, he, again, he is not as much as Gus Johnson is the show. Mike Tirico is not the show. But I'm going to Tirico number seven. And you mentioned Costas, and there's another guy. And and who'd you pick? Uh, Gus Johnson. And I forgot to say this about Joe Buck. Joe Buck's like the anti. Though it's he he's not obsessed with the moment and getting his words out. I agree. Like those guys are. Joe but, Buck really lets the moment and the crowd and all that play for itself. But sometimes you need Costas to make just, a call. Sometimes, like you know, no, I know you need like in the ninety. 92 or 93 World Series, Sean McDonough's call about Joe, touch them all. You'll never have a moment like this when he won, beat the Phillies in a walk-off to win the World Series. You Sometimes you want, even Joe Buck, uh, David Ortiz home run, we'll see you tomorrow night or see you yeah, tonight. We'll see you quick. later today. Um, then Aaron Boone, the Yan- this one's going to send the Yankees to the World Series, yeah, and just then he just shut hear. up. Yeah. Gus Johnson be screaming for two minutes. He, he might would. be. I agree. I, I, again, Buck is up there. Okay, you got one more pick. Why don't we take one of your soccer guys? Because that's where you no. want to go. No, I do not want to go with a soccer. I have to go with a guy that he's one of the funny. He he's provided at least in the recent years some of the funniest moments I've ever seen from a commentator. He's the last of a dying breed. He's been doing it forever. Um, I wish I lived in New York to hear him more. But oh, you got Michael K. I'm going John Sterling. John Sterling, not nothing, Michael Kidd. Nothing like John Sterling. Was it this year or last year he got hit in the head by the baseball? <laughs> the foul ball, it's coming up. Oh, it hit me. It hit me. And then obviously the best <laughs> is the wild card game where he's at the ballpark. He is at the ballpark and Stan hits the ball to left field off the wall. And he he's calling it. He's rounding second base. And he, he he's, he's standing up first base. And then he looks back. Oh, what did I miss? He's on first base. But... He doesn't just mess up. He's got a great voice. And, yes, he does. You know, he does. if you do listen that. to him, he's been calling it for years. And like I said, last of a dying breed. And I, I want to give him some respect and pick him. And the Yankees win. Yeah, the, uh, Yankees, the Yankees win. win. I hate that call. But again, okay, you're right. Okay, so Jack, you had uh, Mike Breen, Dennis Eckersley, Ian Eagle, Brad Nessler, Jeff Van Gunny, Joe Buck, John Sterling. I like that group. <clears throat> I had uh, Nance, Tarico, Gus Johnson, Sean McNutt in order, Sean McDonough. Dan Schulman, John Miller, Mike Emmerich, and Bill Walton, because I had to have Walton. Um, that's a good conversation. We Next time, at some point, we could go to all-time announcements. The only one that I missed was me at WCTV, that's which I point, thought yeah. you would have picked. And um, so, There's some great announcers internationally, which we just don't know, and I know you know. Why don't you give me one shout-out to a, a, a soccer announcer? Um, No. No, well, I like Clive uh, Tisdale, Tisdale, whatever. He's been calling forever. He's got oh, just a really good voice. But the soccer announcer I would shout out went to Live Golf, so screw him. I'm okay. not going to shout him out. Oh, you could have. That's and then, like, color guys, there's, uh, like, Lee Dixon reminds me a lot of um, Jeff Van Gundy and the bitterness okay. and all that, and I like that style. And then, like, Gary Neville's another okay. good one, so those guys. And then another, like, Herb Street, Kirk Herb Street, great color guy. Horrible NFL guy, though. I don't like him on Thursdays. Well, he's kind of screwed with the guy that— Al the, Michaels? Al Michaels has quit. Like, Al Michaels, if we're drafting all-time announcers, Al Michaels is a top-five pick. Yes. If you're drafting yes. right yes. now, because Al Michaels just mailed it in. I had Herb Street Collinsworth. Yeah, I had I think Collinsworth is good. And then Mike Gorman. For one the of the guys I think One of the guys I think we missed was Kevin Harlan's a great announcer. And another one— What about one, Burkhart? You like Burkhart? I have him on the list right here. Joe Davis, Burkhart, Harlan, still a little bit young. Davis is young. I'm not a big fan— um, Gary Cohen and uh, Brian Anderson does TV, TNT games for uh, NFL, for major, uh, baseball, rather, excuse me. And I had um, Carl Ravitch, another one. Gravich and Fowler, who are ESPN football guys. I got one that we, I don't know how we missed this. Uh, Jack Edwards. Awesome. Oh, my God. Just awesome. You talk about a homer. Awesome. And, and the Panthe- and Johnny Most, in the pantheon of well, Boston. Dead. Announced. Jack, Jack Edwards and Call, call yeah, game right now. I love Jack Edwards. He's great. So, you know what? We um, we went long, a little bit long today. So, I, I thank all our listeners for hanging in with us here. Um, we had some great subjects. Thanks to Kevin for calling and Kevin O'Donnell. Thanks for uh, Justin Trevisani for getting our stuff in. Thanks to all my guys in, at, at, in my school, at school who filled in my top 10. Thanks for Jack. We Th- had a great thanks, week. Thanks to Leone's and, uh, <laughs> and the Brown Jug. Give us some free pizzas. There we go. Jack's trying to get some free food. So uh, for Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Uh, for It All Boils Down to This, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We're always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, 
We can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.